Welcome to Your Gal Friday, a podcast about female leaders, innovators, and rule breakers. Each week, your hosts, Leah and Phoebe, will shine a spotlight on an amazing gal and talk about what we can all learn from her. Brought to you by Gal's Guide to the Galaxy. Welcome to Your Gal Friday. I'm Dr. Leah Leach. And I'm Phoebe Freer. Today we are wrapping up our journey into the real life gals of hidden figures in our epilogue show. We're going to reflect on the big picture of these genius gals and let you know what we have learned along the way. So we have a series of questions that we have put together Mm -hmm. that Phoebe and I will gloriously take turns on. I thought a good place to start would be Phoebe, how did you like learning about the NACA and NASA, spending some time with some space race people? (laughs) Totally. So I actually did not really know about the NACA before watching Hidden Figures. I did not realize that NASA was like started out as a different program. So I thought it was fascinating and it was really fun for me to learn more about it because, um, Science, as you might know, is not my strong suit, right? It's not. It's not stuff. That's it's not like, your comfort zone. You're exactly. not bad at it. It's, it's not just my, not your comfort area. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's not my comfort zone. So, but I love movies like Apollo thirteen and Hidden Figures, of course. But like it, it makes me feel very empowered and very, um, like, better about myself that I can understand the NACA and NASA and like dig deeper and and learn how these women impacted these organizations. So I thought it was great and empowering for me personally. And then I just love sharing with other people as well. Yeah. And you went and watched Apollo 13 after we finished the episode too, didn't you? I did. Yes, you did. I loved it. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I was watching Apollo 13 with my roommate. So Katherine Johnson was actually in NASA for so long. She should have had a part. And not just hidden figures, but in two other space-related movies, um, The Right Stuff and Apollo 13. Now, The Right Stuff, I've not seen before, but it's about the Mercury 7 um, space launch. Right. And it's been a long time since I saw it, but yes. (laughs) Right. But I was really excited because... Apollo 13 is at least in my top 20 list of favorite movies of all time. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So as we were learning about Apollo, about Catherine, I was going through and I, I really wanted to watch Apollo 13 again because I was watching it with my roommate and I'm like, okay, this is the moment. This is the moment where Catherine could have been. Like it was <laughs> just, it was a lot of fun, <laughs> but it, it's just really oh, cool. Absolutely. Like, I actually was able to watch the movie and then point out the exact spot and point out exactly what impact she had and yeah. why, you know, like I understand why she's not in the movie because it would have been a, a very yes. small blip, you know, but it was really cool to be able to fill in the details for myself. Right. Exactly. Yes. Oh, I absolutely adore it. <laughs> but Leah, you actually have a lot more research and like you're super into space, obviously, with Gal's Guide to the Galaxy and all that stuff. So what do you like learning about the NACA and NASA? Like your perspective is totally different. Yeah, I was a uh, super fan girl, number one, coming into it. But at the same time, I 
did dedicate some time to watching um, a documentary on Langley specifically. And then also I watched a few on NASA because I really just kind of wanted to like rekindle my knowledge because a lot of it spans back to, you know, when I was a kid and my dad taking me to like aviation museums and going to space centers and stuff like that. So sometimes, you know, memory can be foggy when you're a little fangirl kid. Uh, So I wanted to make sure I was up to date on my NASA knowledge. So I was... I was in my comfort zone the entire time (laughs) of learning about NASA. But what I didn't know was um, I didn't know how much they actually had an impact on environmental studies and how much Mm -hmm. they really worked for aviation and safety. Like beyond the space shuttle, we're talking about, you know what I mean? Like Boeing's and our airplanes that are traveling, you know what I mean? Uh, Taking us around the country and around the world. So I thought that was fascinating. Um, I just, I love people at NASA. I love like Apollo 13. We got work the problem people. Mm -hmm. I say that far too much uh, because to me, that's the essence of what I love about NASA. And it's a great model to live by because life is never the same. You have to just constantly work the problem or you freeze and you don't do anything, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's not a moment to freeze. It's a time to work the problem, which I love. Totally. Um, the other thing <laughs> that I just love being in the headspace of uh, NASA and the NACA is they ask what if questions and they ask mm-hmm. things that are outside the box, like so much outside the box of things. No one's ever done it before, you know, like mm-hmm. hidden figures. I mean, there's never been, uh, you know, a man put in a rocket ship to shoot to the moon before. So, of course, right. there's no protocol for this. <laughs> Right. So I love that. Um, and I loved that the way that they got there and they problem solved was math and science. Like, Definitely. just like, mm-hmm, that's how you do. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's that, that's what makes the most sense. <laughs> and they just proved it. Right. I will say it's also interesting because so I was, you know, I was currently really dedicated to be in this NACA and NASA headspace. And while that was happening, uh, Falcon Heavy launched. And so Mm -hmm. now if our listeners might have missed it and be like, what in the world is Falcon Heavy? It's by SpaceX. And SpaceX is a private company. Uh, Their goal is to enable people to live on other planets. That's what they're trying to do. So Falcon Heavy was an unmanned test flight. It had 27 rockets. And they wanted to see if, number one, it would take off. Number two, if the boosters could be returned back to Earth. And number three... Could it make it to Mars? And the priority was really that one, two, and three. Like the third is not a huge priority. Let me put it that way. Mm-hmm. But they want to know. So, you know, I am a NASA fangirl. I I really hate the crumbling funding that our space program mm-hmm. has had with NASA. So I am delighted and thrilled with the work that SpaceX is doing. So watching like Falcon Heavy and being in this like NASA mindset, it made me want to join space camp again. I'm just saying it was fun. Totally. Oh, yeah. That makes complete sense. <laughs> <laughs> you should just start a space camp <laughs> oh I wait really, we have way yes. too many projects we're starting we but... have way too many projects later down the line space camp i'll put it on the list <laughs> sounds like a plan but I love that exactly so phoebe whose story uh was the hardest to research for you i've been thinking about this for a little bit and i really think it like dorothy was probably the hardest just because she was our first one and that right. we researched, and a lot of our research for these three gals came from the book, um, Hidden Figures by Margot yes. Lee Shutterly. 
And um, it took me a bit to get back into the rhythm and to, like, understand where these facts were coming from. And Catherine was actually, like, when, once I understood what I was looking for for Dorothy, it was perfectly fine. But with Catherine, her backstory was a lot more scattered and a lot more, like, okay, yeah. what, where is it? Where do I, pit, like, fit the puzzle pieces? Because... Because Catherine was a composite character in the movie, I wanted to make sure that her facts were separated. So, right. I mean, Dorothy was hard, but I think maybe Catherine was probably the hardest for me. Because one, her her backstory, of course, like the composite, like I just said, but also I... I was getting, like, confused with the different characters. I was like, okay, so this happened to Dorothy, but this happened to Catherine, and wait, who per- who am right. I on, and what, was I- what am I doing, and wait, this was a composite right. character, so this happened to Mary, so-, so it was like, while I was researching Catherine, I was figuring out what was happening to Mary, and I was relearning what happened right. to Dorothy, so Catherine was probably the hardest for me just because of all that. That makes sense. No, I can totally see that. Yeah. Um, what about you? There was three. Yeah, there was three aspects for me um, that were really that took some major digging. And I didn't expect them yeah. um, to actually take some digging. And I, honestly, sometimes I didn't find what I was looking for. Um, the Mary Jackson quote was a very interesting one. Um, now, we ended right. up finding a quote, and it's from a 1977 Ebony magazine that interviewed her. And thank goodness we found that. But why isn't there more quotes from Mary Jackson? <laughs> that yeah, was something she I was really lived surprised by. She, she was spunky. Yeah, right. like it just doesn't make sense. She was the yeah. outspoken one. She was the one who said lots right. of things. <laughs> exactly. But and there's no she quotes. was on, you know, the Equal Rights Opportunity Commissions. And, you know, she was a public figure. She was the front desk gal at the, you know, the USO. She was she was yeah. an outwardly speaking gal. So I'm, I was I was disappointed is probably the best word that I can, you know, yeah. use. The, there aren't more Mary quotes out there because I found her extremely inspiring and I wanted to hear more words from her. Like we learned a lot about her life, but it's really totally. interesting um, when you hear a quote from somebody, you get it in their words and you get their perspective on life. And that's why we finish episodes with a quote. Because it's, oh, yeah, it's totally. them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's straight from them. Yeah. The second one was Dorothy Vaughn's Math Math song. Oh, my gosh. I wanted yeah, to find the Math was, Math song oh, so I badly. Yeah. I know. My Google Kung Fu was not working. That was disappointing. Well, <laughs> I wonder if it, I don't know. I really, I really want to just be a do a big shout out to the world. Hey, if you know where this song is, send it Please. to us. Because that was probably yes. the biggest disappointing thing. I was like, but she wrote a song and it's so cool. I'm sure I of know. it. Like, <laughs> exactly. I'm going to go with somewhere. one day, one day. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we one we totally more. did our due diligence. So <laughs> put that out into the, the universe to, you know, to bring it all back. And, but the last thing that was the hardest for me um it was also figuring out what Dorothy did on the scout program. Cause like every biography yeah. mentioned, she also worked on the scout program. So, you but know, I mean, I learned what mentioned. the scout program, 
Right. And I learned what the scout program was. So it's like, well, at least I got that. But it was just frustrating that I couldn't find her connection and her direct involvement because also it was more recent history than all the other history that we were talking about. So I was like, I want to know more. So that those were the they were momentary things. But those were the three things that were the hardest for me. I was like, this shouldn't be this hard. (laughs) Yeah. So who surprised you? I think Dorothy surprised me because, I mean, I'm going to be honest, when I watched the movie, I thought Dorothy was cool, but she, I didn't really yeah. have a connection with her. Like, she was cool, right. but I was like, okay, I definitely like Catherine and Mary more. Like, I had my mind made up. I was a little like, oh, we're doing Dorothy first. Okay. You know, I was like, it's not my favorite, but it's Leah's favorite. So let's go with it. But like, right? She's awesome. Like, she has this <laughs> whole group mentality. Like, she really grew. I was just like, oh, I get it. This is why it's Leah's favorite. Like, Dorothy's Leah's favorite yep. because you saw it. This makes complete <laughs> sense now. I was just like, oh my gosh, she she's amazing. So she completely surprised me because I don't know why. I just didn't really think I would find that connection with her. But I totally did. So that was really, that was actually a a lot of fun. Absolutely. You know, I'm kind of the same way because, you know, I mean, we started in the prologue. I was like, Dorothy's my favorite, you know. Mm -hmm. But the weird thing is, I think Mary's my favorite now. It's so weird. She, Mary, like, she really surprised me. I got more feels researching Mm. Mary's story. Um, I will admit she is the story that got me crying when I was researching. And I mean, I, I didn't expect it, but I probably should have because I'm the daughter of an engineer and I now run a nonprofit to empower women. And that was just way too big of a connection that I was having with Mary where it's like, this is an amazing thing to process. Holy cow. Um, I mean, I just, I felt a kinship with Mary and I felt like we had a lot more in common, but I will say I am not as smart as Mary Jackson. So, but I get her, I get her. (laughs) (laughs) You're smart so, in different ways. Don't sell yourself yeah. short. <laughs> I, I can't engineer anything out of a paper bag, and I can't tell you about drag and viscosity of air. None of it. <laughs> but she can, <laughs> and that's fabulous. She was where she needed to be. <laughs> that is but, awesome. Oh, Mary surprised me. I loved her. Um, so uh, I guess this kind of ties into, too, because we already did. So whose story connected with you most? Was it Dorothy then? Or was that more of a surprise? It's, that was more of my... Dorothy was more of a surprise for me. Um, the connection thing is really hard for me to answer because I found a different kind of connection with each gal. Because right, with yeah. Dorothy... Dorothy actually really reminded of, reminded me of you because of her, Aww. like, if you're gonna... like Yeah, because she has this whole community aspect, like... If you're going to take yeah. me, you got to take my gals with me. Like, I, I'm taking my mm-hmm. gals with me, you know? And, like, I feel like every time you're moving on to something, you're like, hey, Phoebe, do you want to work on this? Like, you don't have to, but, exactly. hey, it's open there for you. Like, I, and, but I'm, I'm bringing not the my only gals one. with me. Exactly. I'm not the yeah. only gal you do. Like, there's so many other gals that you completely involve. So, like, she really reminded mm-hmm. me of you, and I, I thought that was really awesome. Uh-huh. And it and. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, I want to be that way." Phoebe just made my whole day. 
Aw. I want to be like that too, you know, but I'm just like, I feel so scattered with my life right now. I'm like, oh, I I don't think I'm doing that, but I want to. So there's that connection with Dorothy that I have that's like... So there's that with Dorothy, and then with it's Catherine, like a role model. It's like a path sort totally. of thing. Like you know what, I can get yeah. there maybe one day. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But with Catherine, you were saying of how you connected with Catherine. Yeah. Was it the Presidential Medal of Freedom? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, probably. <laughs> Catherine was yeah, always it's so very, adorable. Um, it's so adorable. She is very focused. She knows exactly. Um, she knew exactly what she was good at. That's That was it. My connection with Catherine was she knew from a very young age what she was good at. And she had people encourage her yeah. from a very young age. And Catherine, I completely relate to. Like, she's the one that I, I really related to because it's like, okay, I know what my gifting is and I'm able to succeed Mm -hmm. because of the people around me, you know, and yeah, she got the Presidential Medal of Freedom Award from President Barack Obama, which is awesome. And it's just like she she's kind of like the epitome of of if you translate that to filmmaking, like she's kind of what I want to get at. Like, I, I don't necessarily want to be like oh we're going to hollywood and going to the oscars like that would be cool but like there's certain levels in my life i'm like i i want to achieve and i want to achieve it like actually mm-hmm. all of three of these gals did achieve it and Catherine, i really um i really related to her a lot and then and then mary i i freaking love mary like she's just like right. on point and outspoken she's another one of those that i aspire to be like because i'm usually i'm typically soft-spoken mm-hmm. which is actually why this podcast is uh, it started out a little out of my comfort zone because i'm usually the quiet one back in the corner who doesn't say anything unless <laughs> i have to so <laughs> um but mary is like she's right out there she's the one with the bathroom story she like take a took a stand for herself and just uh, like she's a huge inspiration to me she's like i want to be mary like i want to be all yeah. of these gals mixed of course that's what i've been saying but mary I know, is right like, no all at the I same time take charge <laughs> all, all of them yeah. all at the same time there's like you know but mary has this take charge attitude that i'm like i've been trying to adopt that for over a year now and i'm like yeah okay mary mm-hmm. let's go like channel my inner mary <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would uh, I would say it's it's pretty much um, the same for me. The connecting was um, Mary got me. Uh, I didn't expect yeah, it. Totally. Um, but I yeah yeah, it's the same thing. I found elements of each of the gals that it's like that's something to strive to be. That's something to relate to. Oh, yeah, that's a a role model to um, to look up to. And it's fantastic. And it's something where it's like, yes, we need more of these stories. We need more appreciation um, of all three of these gals because there's a lot to connect to, um, which I oh, absolutely yeah. love. So what, what differences did you see in these gals? I think an interesting difference is if we compare Dorothy Vaughn to Mary Jackson, because Dorothy right. Vaughn was very much um, all about the t- togetherness and like I'm taking my gals with me, but she was softer spoken. Like she spoke yeah. up when 
when it was absolutely necessary, not necessarily every chance she got, she picked, she was very specific in her moments to speak up. Whereas Mary was just very bold in every chance, like she made up excuses to just go for it, which both approaches Mm -hmm. are perfectly fine and perfectly inspirational. Yeah, it gets change done. Yeah. And it, but it's fascinating to watch them, to, to compare them because they're totally different ways of approaching essentially the same problem. I kind of feel like maybe it's because of the movie that they, it um, singles out Catherine, or maybe it's just because of the way she tackles life. But Catherine seems more mm-hmm. meticulous when it comes to the math and very like precise with her movements her like actions um the math like everything so i feel like from different aspects and ranges Catherine's like the precision one who's like okay i want to advance you know and then mm-hmm. dorothy is the like softer spoken one she's like i want us to advance and then mary's like right. okay we're going to all fight for what we need so i i exactly. think exactly yeah it's really fun watching them all tackle it's the same variations problem. It's variations on a theme. Different. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So what about you? What differences? The differences that I saw, like, um, each gal was a pioneer in a different field. So, like, Mary, we had engineering. Uh, mm-hmm. Dorothy, we had Fortran. And then Catherine, right. we had analytic geometry. So we had right. that difference in their different fields. We also had um, Dorothy and Mary, they reached the top of their field. Like, and then their program yeah. shut down or they basically had to take a demotion and move to another area to be able to, you know, to stay employed um, right. where Catherine did not have that problem. Um, that's one difference um, uh, of, you know, excelling, going up the ladder or continual work is the other thing too. If they close down, right. you know, your program, that's, there's not a whole bunch you can do. It's not your fault. Um, the other thing is I was wondering, maybe that's why more people know about Catherine if they know about any of the hidden figures by name, maybe right. because she had the longevity, you know what I mean? She right, had, yeah. she stayed in the same program for a very long time, but it also could be because she is a national treasure and she is still alive and still with us. So oh, that yeah, could totally. be also why more people know about Catherine and yeah. that is totally awesome too. Just totally learn about these other girls too. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So that was the differences that I saw, but yeah, they are variations on a theme. It is very um, subtle differences, but it's those little subtle things that you can learn from and you can be like, oh, totally. that's another way to tackle the same problem. So, you right. know, in this moment, am I Mary, Dorothy or Catherine? <laughs> It's yeah, quite fun. exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's very fun. It's and it's almost a daily question you can ask yourself. Okay. At yeah. least for me. It's like, okay, am I channeling Dorothy, Catherine, or Mary today? <laughs> right. Exactly. I love it. I think it's brilliant. So what similarities <laughs> did you see in the three gals? I think the obvious similarities would be um they were all fighting for the same rights. Um mm-hmm. and they were all working, of course, for the NACA and NASA. Other similarities were, I'm pretty sure all three of them were in the Alpha Kappa Alpha, I think that's the I think so. Sorority. They all were in the Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority. They all were devout to their churches. They all had families. They all had husbands, um, Mm -hmm. multiple kids, 
um, they all had supportive husbands that were not trying yes. to compete with their careers. So I think those mm-hmm. are, and and um, another huge similarity which I found out um, was they all had very supportive families growing up. Oh, so very that true. Really yeah, it makes a big difference. Me. It makes a huge mm-hmm. difference, and that really impacted me because I have a I have a really supportive family while mm-hmm. like now and while I was growing up, and it makes a huge difference. And I say all the time, I would be in a completely different place right now if my family decided that filmmaking was dumb and like a like right. not a good decision because I care so much about what they think and their support has pushed me so far that it's like without that i'd still want to be a filmmaker but i would not be this far at the age of 23 you know so i always say parental support or or a mentor support early on yeah allows you to go farther faster definitely it gives you a head start yeah totally definitely it just it makes me think a lot because like you said a mentor could do the same thing so it's like okay, it could, but I you're still help. fighting against the everyday home life, though. So exactly. it can, but it's got to be really strong. That family life matters. Yeah, it does. So it just it just makes you think, and it makes it, it. It was really inspiring to see that about all three of them, and it also makes me curious. It's the sole reason why I always love doing the. Um, the growing up life section of all these gals. Yeah. Like it, it fascinates me because of where they end up. It, it's the perfect example. All three of these gals were successful and all three of these gals had positive family lives. Like this is exactly why mm-hmm. I'm always curious where people come from because yeah. either they succeeded because they fought against the way they grew up or because mm-hmm. they were encouraged so it's just right it's really cool yeah oh that's a very good point yeah (laughs) um to add to that similarities that i saw on because all of Mm -hmm. those as well yes uh they're all brilliant they're brilliant in different fields they all came to mathematics first but brilliant minds my goodness uh they all were you know helping other women very much mm-hmm. karamari in that um, amazing patriotism. Uh, that's something uh, that really comes across in the book. Actually, uh, they call it the double V, the the double victory day. Um, mm-hmm. So it meant victory for World War II, but it also meant victory for African Americans in the workplace. So it was a double totally. victory, and they were working towards that. And it was extremely important to building a community, changing perceptions, but doing the work you know uh for the country and and for themselves Mm -hmm. and to make their family proud and it's like yes that's a lot of pressure but yes (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and then longevity because they dorothy lived to be 98 uh mary lived to be 83 and then Catherine's still with us amazing i almost it makes me kind of wonder um doing the thing that you love doing the thing that you're gifted at and having an opportunity to really plug into that Maybe that's a key to life expectancy. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Like they had a really long life, which is great. Doing what you love, maybe it keeps you healthy. I don't know. <laughs> I I mean, I think it's a a solid a solid assumption, solid deduction. Oh yes, there we go. Yes, absolutely. The other thing I would say is for a similarity is they 
all faced uh, racism and or sexism, like sometimes at the same time, with yep. dignity and grace. And I don't know if I could have done that, but they uh, were yeah. very dignified. They chose their battles, but at the same time, they were not doormats about it. Um, and what they had to endure to get that double victory, uh, kudos, because that's that's amazing. Uh, it, you know, so I don't know if I would have had the due diligence, you know what I mean, to stay with it um, and Absolutely. to do that. Same so, yeah, to not only succeed in their careers, but fight back positively. Because right. you, we learned so much positive things about these women. So obviously they weren't like angry every single day. I mean, they probably had their moments, but like, oh, everybody the end does. Of the yeah. Oh yeah. But at the end of the day, their life stories are positivity and change and growth. Yep, absolutely. They're they're extremely positive. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? That's the thing. It's always a, a, a positivity. Looking up. Yeah. Uh, you know, working really for a brighter do. day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I dug it. Um, so lastly, what is the, what is the overarching lesson? Like, you know, as looking back over, mm -hmm. um, not only these three gals, but kind of like what we learned about like NASA and NACA, uh, for you, what's the, what's the big lesson that you kind of learned overall? I think at the end of the day, the big lesson for me is, like we were saying about the positivity, like I'm typically a positive mm -hmm. person and I'm typically like, okay, we're going to look at the glass half half full type stuff, but I've been feeling kind of worn down and stuff and I'm like, oh, you know, or like being influenced by complaining more or whatever. And I'm like, but look at these gals, like just, right. just look at them. Like, I, mm -hmm. that's what I want to be. All three of them, like, pieces of all three of them, the overarching lesson to me is, okay, yeah, we're still fighting similar battles, but mm -hmm. they started the fight for us. You know, they started the fight yeah. a long time ago and had it way worse. And I, I think it's almost our duty to continue the fight for them. Because right. they started it for us, you know, they started and it to for give them, them started it proper for us. credit. Exactly. Yeah. So I, mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, the, the lesson to me is, okay, here are the different pieces of these people that I want to be, that I want to embody, that mm -hmm. I've wanted to embody for ever since I wanted to become a filmmaker, ever since I wanted to grow up. Like, this is the stuff I've wanted to aspire to. And mm -hmm. I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose sight of that. So that's, right. that's kind of like, you can translate, like, I love NASA. I love, I love their connection with NASA, with science and math, but it was definitely more of a personal connection to me of, hey, mm -hmm. you keep your head up and be a positive light. And continue to be a positive light because people need that and people need you. Yeah. So. Exactly. And it matters. It really it matters. Does. Yeah. It really, really matters. Yep. For me, for the overarching, I mean, I love that NASA was built on this idea of gathering the most brilliant minds of our time, regardless of gender and regardless totally. of color. Now, many of these brilliant minds, they were immigrants and they were women. <laughs> now, yeah. war 
like I said in the, I think the first episode um, that we did with Dorothy Vaughn, war was a big factor in the NACA and NASA. They got their most amount of funding when we were in wartime because mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody was terrified. Um, now, when I think of like wartime and I think of women, I think of the image of Rosie the Riveter. And I think how it represents women that went to work during World War II. Now, I see the gals of hidden figures, the ones we talked about in the episodes and like the many more we didn't talk about. Uh, There's lots more of them. I see them as an extension of that kind of Rosie the Riveter icon. Now, the hidden figures, women, they were doing their part during wartime and their patriotism was on point. But the cool thing is is these gals got to stay employed after the war ended and they were black. Those are two things that are really, really important and super uh, more awesome, I would actually say, than the Rosie the Riveter icon. Um, But visual imagery is crucial. You know, you and I know, I have a past in filmmaking, you're in filmmaking. We rely on that visual uh, image to kind of, you know what I mean, to, to tell us a story. So, you know, when... People see the Rosie the Riveter icon. Hopefully people know what that stands for. But if you are a person of color, you might not see yourself in that image. It doesn't represent you. It doesn't, you know what I mean? It doesn't connect to you. And that is a hole that needs to be filled because representation matters. It totally does. Um, So... The credit goes to Margot Lee Shetterly for the book and then for them making the movie because that put these gals in a spotlight so we could get a visual imagery of what these brilliant minds look like. So we could see it. We had to see it to be it. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. So these three gals, they did their part for their country. They moved those color lines back a little bit further. Um, to me, they are an extension of the Rosie the Riveter icon, but I actually think it's an evolution to something even greater because Absolutely. I think these are three gals that everybody should know about. Everybody should find inspiration in them uh, because they are the complete package. And I really oh, yeah. say that about a person, but I'm saying that about three people. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the big overarching uh uh thing for me absolutely (laughs) i love that well that wraps it up for us let us know on social media what you have learned from the hidden figures gals we really want to know so we're on facebook at your gal friday podcast and we are on twitter at gals guide galaxy so next week we're really excited We are going to start the real life gals of Hamilton, y'all. So we are going to start with a prologue. We're going to give you our baseline knowledge, which spoilers, by the way, it's mostly the play. (laughs) But we will also talk about who we are excited to learn from and the three, oh wait, maybe more gals that we actually picked. So thank you as always for subscribing. Till next time. For more information about this week's gal or to check out our previous episodes, visit galsguide.org. To support the show, visit the Gals Guide Patreon page. We love our patrons and offer exclusive perks and behind-the-scenes access for as little as $1 a month. Thank you so much for subscribing to Your Gal Friday.